Welcome. You're listening to the Across State Lines podcast. Your host is my sister, Rebecca Klein. She's a professional tour guide who's been all across the USA meeting all sorts of cool people. Our goal at this podcast is for Rebecca to interview a friend from each of the 50 states. I'm the podcast engineer, Noah Klein. You might hear me talk during the show a little bit. So please enjoy the show and welcome to Across State Lines. Welcome back to another episode of Across State Lines. This week, we are learning all about the great state of Missouri. Uh, I have one friend from Missouri, and her name (laughs) is Erica. (laughs) Um, So, Erica, um, how do we know each other? Let's just start off with that, just to let the audience know how we're friends. Yeah, we met through working for a company called G Adventures. So, we are both adventure camping tour guides where we take people <laughs> on cross-country road trips uh, yeah. through the national parks, major cities, teach them how to camp, Yeah, a little bit about our country. That's just- <laughs> Yeah, and I remember when we first met, we were both staying at what we call the flop house, but they don't like us <laughs> to call it that. They want us to call it the bunk house, but I think it was just the two of us, maybe some other people were there, but we spent the day, hang- like a whole day together, yeah, we and our- you yeah, and you're you're significantly younger than me, and I remember kind of being like, oh, well, when you start traveling, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, I've backpacked through India, and like, <laughs> you had like, oh, this whole resume of all these amazing things, and I was like, oh, okay, she knows what's up. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need to tell her anything, but um, yeah, so you're from Missouri, but tell us a little bit about your travel background. And yeah, just, and, and you, you also just got back from India again, which I think I haven't talked to you since you got back. So yeah. just tell us a little bit about your, uh, your resume as far as like travel goes, where have you been? What have you been doing? Cool. Yeah. I mean, I was born and raised in Missouri, never really lived outside Missouri. I grew up here in Jeff and went to school, um, in St. Louis. Amazing. Right. We'll get to that, but yeah. Travel was kind of a part of my life growing up. My dad is actually from India and my mom is from St. Louis here in in Missouri, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with it. And so yeah. they kind of brought this multicultural dimension into my family kind of from the beginning and made yeah. travel priorities. So I grew up taking like one trip a year with my family essentially, even if it was something small, like we're going to go to the lake 45 minutes away. Um, right. Or we're going to, you know, go to Italy together. It was like definitely a priority for my parents. So they kind of instilled a love for travel um, and exploration with me at, at a pretty young age, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I really traveled pretty far on my own was when I studied abroad in college. I spent a semester in London and had some awesome weekend trips kind of backpacking around Europe with some friends that I met studying abroad and stayed for a few weeks after and spent the holidays nice. with friends that I had made in Germany. And we traveled a little bit, you know, a decent amount of Europe, which was pretty awesome at 21. Did you do, did you do a winter, a winter, like a fall semester or did you do a yeah. spring semester? Yeah. Did so I winter? did a fall semester. So I went and I did that too. Yeah. It was, a, I, yeah. No, I just – I didn't know that – yeah, we have that in common because I also – because when you said the holidays, because I also did a semester abroad, but, it, but a lot of people do spring, but I ended up doing fall, and then it was my senior year, so I was also 21 at the time, and mm-hmm. then I and then I backpacked through Europe after, like through the holidays and stuff, and ended up all the way in Turkey and had to get myself – I wasn't – like I had to get myself back to Spain to get home. You know, I like pretty much got as far away as I could in Europe, and <laughs> if you want to call it. I think Turkey is kind of on the, you know, in the middle there. But um, yeah, so that's cool that you also, yeah, did the uh, the whole hop around thing in Europe. And the that's fall cool. is pretty uncommon, I think, too. Most people went in the spring of their sophomore yeah. year. At, yeah, at least exactly. School. And I went fall of my junior year. And by the end of it, I ended up with like a German friend and her family on Christmas Day, them like FaceTiming my family back home. And I just remember both of our moms like looking at each other and they couldn't even talk. Like the mom, (laughs) my mom only speaks English and they both started crying on Christmas day. And it was like this beautiful moment where you realize 
the connections that like travel can bring. People talk about that. Oh, you make these awesome relationships. But I think that for me was the first time that I was like, they can't even like say a word to each other. And they shared something like really special simply because that's they awesome. took me in. So yeah. when I graduated, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? I have no idea. So instead of making a decision, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say I'm taking a gap year and travel around on my own. So I worked for the summer after graduation to save up at a summer camp and then hit the road that fall. I did my own little road trip out through the West from St. Louis out to California through like Colorado and Utah, made a stop in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas and then drove route 66 on the way back. I've spent about six weeks out (laughs) in LA and then fake route 66. I mean, it doesn't like exist. But the best that I could. Yeah. And then hopped over. Well, that's the thing, right? It's St. Isn't it? Well, I know it's in the song. It goes through St. Louis. St. Louis. So yeah. In, yeah. Yes. Yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Right. Got so, it. Technically <laughs> would, would have, I should have gone all the way to Chicago, but I did stop in St. Louis. Um, I didn't make the extra four, four hour drive up to Chicago. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I did it, but I have been to Chicago. So I feel like it counts. Made that. Yeah. It counts. Times. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, yeah. And then, but then you also went to India at some point too, right? Yeah. Like exactly. on your own? Um, yeah. Well, I went to Europe because I had a friend who was living in London. So I spent a few weeks with her in London visiting um, some friends there and then went to India after that. And so I had this trip to India planned with my grandparents. Yeah. None of our grandkids have actually like been to India and I'm the first mm. grandkid to graduate from college. So I, I kind of decided that that was something that I felt like was really important. If I was going to take a gap year, I wanted to see where my family comes from. And yeah. so that was kind of the plan. And as I was planning this India trip, a friend of mine from home from high school was like, Hey, I'm going to Thailand, like in January too. Why don't you just come to Thailand with me and then go to India <laughs> after. And yeah. so ended up, hanging out with her extended family in Thailand for 10 days, this like adorable 80 year old couple, their two daughters, and then one of their daughters, two daughters. So this whole family living in Bangkok and they housed us for like 10 days, took care of us, cooked for us, showed us all around Bangkok um, and then flew to India and met a friend. I convinced a friend from college to meet me there so he flew on the phone out to India. I can be very persuasive sometimes. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we, we met in India because my grand so the plan was again to go with my grandparents, but my grandpa actually had to get his knee replaced and you're not allowed to fly for like six months, you know, after oh, wow. knee yeah. surgery. And so they weren't able to go anymore. So they gifted me a tour. So I had never been on any kind of guided tour Mm -hmm. but they they gifted it to me because they felt bad because I had expected you know to stay with them and not to have to pay for hotels xyz and that's how I ended up on G Adventures so it was a G Adventures tour and like a two two and a half three week tour that went through India and Nepal and yeah I had no idea what I was going to do when I get back and at the end of the trip I remember someone saying I was talking to this this British couple that was also 70 years old. I just have a habit of making friends with really old couples, apparently. (laughs) And I was like, Bob, he's like this British man. What the heck am I supposed to do when I get back? And he was like, why don't you do this? And I was like, oh. So I looked on the website. G Adventures was hiring. I applied. And a month later, I had the job and flew out to Vegas (laughs) and kind of started this crazy journey. You met me, what, a week after I showed up in Vegas. So Yeah. 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 Nice. That's so exciting. And then tomorrow, right? Is it really tomorrow you're going to fly for a company trip to back to Thailand? Is that right? Yes. Tomorrow? Yes, I am. Uh, That's so cool. Yep. So I'll drive up to St. Louis tomorrow night and then I ha- I fly out actually Friday morning to Thailand for two and a half weeks, which is super funny. Oh, wow. Too, uh, because last year I went to Thailand and then to India and I actually yep. did back from India. I was getting my yoga teaching certification yep. and now I'm going back to Thailand and the whole thing just feels kind of like a strange deja vu. Right. Like yeah. a year ago, I had no idea what I was going to be doing when I was there. And now here I am a year later 
going back yeah. to the same places with all of these new experiences, like under under my belt, which is pretty cool. Is the uh, is the work part two weeks long, or is it is it no. shorter than that? And you're staying, okay? Yeah. So I think the actual work part is like six days, six or mm-hmm. seven days, and then I just extended my flight like a nice. week or eight days early. And two gotcha. days after, because we end on a Friday, I think. And that Saturday yeah. day is Thai New Year in Bangkok. Ooh, fun. I thought it would stay. I think it's kind of, I don't know that much about it. I'm going to read up as I make my yeah. way there. Um, but that sounds yeah. awesome. I'm very excited for you. Um, all good stuff. Well, cool. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up your travel history, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I love and I do want to talk more about. But let's talk about. Missouri and like what are some of the things like I think of the Ozarks like am I off or is that also that's in Missouri right yes so if you see okay. the show Ozark <laughs> yeah. that is about 45 minutes from where I live and I did grow up going to the lake of the Ozarks we had a condo there we had a boat there very familiar with that area so it's funny to see it oh nice not yeah, quite and like how to yeah. Yeah. And it has like a dark filter on the, yeah. like literally not even figuratively, like just actually dark filter on the show. Right. And I just, I just can't with the filters. It's just like, I have an imagination. If the content is dark, I will perceive it as being dark. I don't actually need a dark filter on my right. TV shows. So yeah. I watched the yeah. first few episodes, but I just couldn't get into it. And I really like that, um, that lead guy, but I just couldn't. So I haven't watched any more of it, but it is is really beautiful, and I think a lot of people from that are not from that area. It's still like quite a secret, like unless you're from the Midwest, like people don't know about it. So yeah, um, place there's all of these like restaurants and bars mm-hmm. and stuff all along the lake, and they all have like docks, so people will like go out boating and then pull their docks up, eat dinner, or pull their boat up to the dock. Eat yeah, there. but you don't usually see a lake. It's pretty commercialized, but in like a fun way, while still preserving a lot of the natural beauty. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. That sounds really nice. Um, so you grew up going there mm-hmm. like every summer for weeks on end, or just like a few weeks? Because you went to summer camp every summer too, right? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Nerd camp. Woohoo! So excited. Yeah. Uh, no, it's cool. You told me about <laughs> it once. It was like you said it was on a college campus, right? Yes, it's literally called College for Kids, and it was essentially <laughs> for nerdy kids who would come and you would take like a class in the morning and a class in the evening. Yeah, but they were like cool nerdy things, like the science of chocolate, or like building uh-huh. rockets, or. Like, I took a Chinese art class one year, which was awesome. I'm trying to think. Uh-huh. There's, like, an operation class cool. where you dissect stuff. But it's, like, a chance for all these nerdy kids to get together and kind of, like, geek out over all the stuff that sometimes they feel, like, afraid to talk about when it's, like, not mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. to, like, cool. Really. <laughs> uh, what, what campus was that on? It's on William Woods campus. It's in Fulton, Missouri, which is a weird town in Missouri. If you want to oh, know, I'm sorry. I tell me about to all of the Fulton, Missouri residents, but it's a weird place. Tell me. Okay. I'm curious. Please tell me why. <laughs> I don't weird. even know how to explain it. Like, it just feels like, it kind of feels like how Ozark portrays the Ozark. Mm-hmm. The Ozarks doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that, but Fulton for some reason has this like somewhat dark like vibe to it there's these there's two college campuses there which are really nice and I know quite a few like really nice people from Fulton but then like you'll see people like driving around sitting in the back of their pickup trucks without shirts on and like animals in it you know what I mean it just like it's like kind of maybe what people from the coast picture Missouri. like but a ding 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 like that like banjo kind picking of, kind of and, I mean there's like cool stuff there too but I I remember the first time this is maybe slightly negative but I saw that an actual person like with a confederate flag was in Fulton Missouri so maybe I'm like tainted from that experience right. as well but you're but, close to all that I mean Missouri yeah. is kind of on the on the cusp there I mean definitely and if if you drive further south from where I am like where I was in Arkansas right smack dab in the center yeah so if you drive further south that is more and more apparent as the more Mm -hmm. you drive south 
which I think is. Yeah. 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 I was in, I was in Arkansas about a year ago and my friend needed to go to the bank and the bank was in Missouri. <laughs> we just drove to Missouri. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, cause I was driving cross country. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll add Missouri to the list of states I visited on this trip. Like not expect, like not realizing how close we were to Missouri. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So tell me, tell me more about like, what's the, what's like the food? Like, is it, cause you're not in the mm. South, but it's, kind of the midwest so are we talking like steak and potatoes or what is like the go-to meal you come from you know you have indian heritage so maybe your food was a little different but your mom yeah yeah, but but what is like typical like if you're gonna pinpoint some food items what do you think stands out for missouri oh that's hard (laughs) so kansas city and st louis honestly are pretty big on barbecue kansas city is famous for its barbecue actually right yeah i've I've had it yeah barbecue places as well so barbecue is you know everybody has a barbecue growing up in the summer like you know you're grilling or i would say barbecue is a pretty big deal um in the center like where i grew up is a really predominantly like German immigrants are in this area and Mm -hmm. like the Rhineland. So like of Missouri is what they call it. Like wine, the center of Missouri, like actually produces a lot of wine. If you can believe that. I did not know that. There you go. We're learning. So I think there is kind of that like steak and potatoes or like German food influence here in the center. And actually Mm -hmm. when I visited my friend in Germany, she lived in Northwestern Germany we were driving through the countryside and I was like, this looks like mid Missouri. I see yeah. like, all of the German immigrants who settled here, like <laughs> here. Cause it looks like home for them, you know, when they were, here, yeah. when they came here. Yeah. Nice. But food. Yeah. I, I think Kansas city and St. Louis are both actually surprisingly like foodie cities. Like there's some pretty good, like fusion or just kind of that, like, nouveau american style food if that makes sense i'm pretty good mm-hmm. pretty yeah good it's like progressive people. yeah 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 and then we've got a lot of cows so missouri's pretty famous for like beef production if that's your if that's your thing <laughs> you've got nice steaks and like i grew up there's like a central dairy what yeah. i will argue is the greatest ice cream in the United States. I have never had a better ice cream cone than I have in my small town of Missouri, Central Dairy Ice Cream. If there is one thing to remember you, about Missouri, it is this ice cream place. Are you going like straight vanilla or do they do, do they mix it up with all different flavors? Or? Oh, yeah. They've got the works. They've got all the flavors. And <laughs> so it's like got the perfect consistency. Like it's like sort of thick, but not too thick where you feel like you're chewing, mm-hmm. you know, the ice cream, but mm-hmm. it has substance to it and all of yeah. the different types of flavors. So, you know, your simple vanilla, chocolate, maybe some sherbets, but also stuff mixed in like fudge ripples and little peanut mm-hmm. butter cups. And their mint chocolate chip is legendary. It's like bright green with like... <laughs> these giant chocolate chips in it, but they're not like the kiss shape. They're like rectangular. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like chip, like little chips. Right. And the other great thing is that it's in this adorable little like subway shaped, um, like retro looking ice cream shop. And the prices haven't changed in like 50 years. They won't let them change. So you can get like a giant three scoop ice cream for $2 a oh, huge nice. waffle cone with like four scoops is three dollars, and then a six, three topping banana split that you can share amongst four people is literally six dollars. Like, it, you would pay six dollars for like a single scoop of like fancy ice cream in the city, yeah. you know? And yeah, you're paying like yeah, it's it's unreal. So for like quality and cost, there's nothing there's yeah. nothing better. It, yeah. I like that. I think that, um, like, there's a lot of quality going on in the, <laughs> these, like, no, really, like, in these Midwestern. Yeah. Like, I, I interviewed my friend from Kentucky, too, and it's, like, it sounds like there's still a lot of quality going on in these places, and it's the prices are still not, not outrageous, and people can kind of enjoy their life at, like, a leisurely pace without feeling yeah. 
so like just pressure <laughs> you know no like, it's true and I mean it happened. my parents say the re- one of the reasons they picked here is like well we could pick to live in like a nice smaller town and be able to afford to take you other places or we could live in one really great place and not be aff- able to afford to take you anywhere um, right so I think that was something yeah. that was like important for them that the cost of living is really low and that's like modest stress yeah yeah stressor have you have you lived on your own yet? Have you had have you paid rent yet in an apartment? I'm yeah, I think it's when I was living in St. Louis when I was in school. Yeah, but not since I graduated. No. Okay, cool. And when you lived there, were, were you able to? I'm assuming you had a roommate. Did you have multiple roommates, or like what was what was the living situation? Yeah, the first year I had, there were four of us in a two bedroom, one bathroom. Nice. And <laughs> was like we had like probably the cheapest rent out of all of my friends but we also had four girls in one bathroom in the loft apartment with no ceilings like I mean how much our bedroom, <laughs> remember like did not have ceilings can we think about that for a second I don't think it's real, <laughs> but like you can hear everything across the oh. entire apartment like somebody's watching tv you're like trying to yeah. watch in bed or you know whatever and yeah no good no um, okay. And then my second year, I was in a two bedroom with all, like one roommate. So it was actually two bedroom, two bathroom, but I kind of had a weird situation Ooh. where there was supposed to be three of us. And uh-huh. the third person wasn't able to, but they still had to pay part of their rent because I couldn't, like I had agreed to yeah. price, you know, and I couldn't, it was already past my budget. Yeah. And so, but we couldn't That's get out. Sweet. Yeah. So I actually kind of ended up, I feel bad, but like I paid less than maybe I should have for how nice. For what you got. Right. For what you got. But people have to, you know, stick to stick to their guns. Right. I and- had a similar situation one time in North Carolina. The leasing policies are super strict there. Like you cannot get out of a lease. So really? I, it was like, it's, they have all these crazy laws there. So I subleased from this woman and then she like agreed on a price with me so she could get out of this lease because she was so desperate. And I think she ended up sending me a check for $200 for like five months. Yeah. Because <laughs> like just so she could get out of the lease. Like it was worth it to her to have me move in, take over the – like like take over the lease, but she was going to pay me to and take over the lease. Pay you for part of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what happened there until we could get it sorted out and like dropped back down to – two people because I think there was like an extra person charge or I don't know exactly how it yeah worked, but yeah well they always try and finagle something out of students and take advantage of students right, I think their parents will you know figure it out for yeah them. yeah exactly okay well let's talk more about um tell me more about like the city the city like a little bit because I remember seeing some really cool Instagram stories or something like this of a, a museum that you visited like there has is there what's going on in the cities there and is there a lot of culture can you go see live music is there like nice city museums like what do you what's oh, your yeah. overall feel yeah honestly I I grew up going to St. Louis more I lived in St. Louis for four and a half years so I do know St. Louis a lot better I just recently visited Kansas City again and there's a ton going on there um, I'm not necessarily an expert to speak on that, but yeah. I know that a lot of people my age are moving to Kansas City right now and really love it. Uh, but yeah. after St. Louis, it mm-hmm. there is like so much going on there, honestly. And it actually has like more free museums and like things to do than any other city in the U.S. besides D.C., uh, really with all the museums yeah so we have forest park which is this like giant park um it's bigger than central park i'm pretty sure and <laughs> it's like it's massive and there's an art museum there's a history museum there's a science center there's a zoo and there's also an open-air theater all of these things and every single one of them is like free to get into um, nice. which is pretty amazing especially to have a really nice zoo that's like a research uh, based mm-hmm. zoo that's completely free is like yeah. a really amazing thing. Cause typically zoos are pretty expensive uh, for people to get to go visit. So that's awesome. There's always pop up like concerts happening in forest park or even downtown. They have concert series going on 
And there's a few large music venues there as well as like smaller, mm-hmm. smaller music venues. I mean, there's quite a few actually. One called the pageant. Did you get to, did you see any cool bands when you were a student? Mm, I went and saw James Bay. Who okay, was, I don't know who that is. <laughs> or Ben Rector. I don't know if you know who that is. I saw him twice, actually, while I was in college. He comes to St. Louis every year. Let okay. me. I saw The Head and the Heart. Sorry, I like that. Like, oh, I like that. Oak music. <laughs> yeah, I like that band a lot. Oh, I saw The Lumineers. So my university actually brought The Lumineers. I went to St. Louis University, and they brought The Lumineers to SLU for a free concert. Nice. My freshman year. And Walk the Moon was free. And that was on campus? Yeah, it was on campus. Walk the Moon played in our rec center. And do you know the song Shut Up and Dance? Yeah. song, I think, it became really famous. But I guess the lead singer's parents got married in the church on our campus. It's a really beautiful Uh church. And so he had this, like, you know, affinity towards SLU. And we were having just, like, a really fun concert there. Everybody was just dancing. It was in a gym, you know, in our rec. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, you know, this has been such a fun show. And, like, you guys are an awesome crowd. Like, can I play this song I just wrote for you? I don't know if we're going to release it yet, but we'd love to, like, just play and see how it goes. And it was that song, Shut Up and Dance. Oh, and- wow. So you saw, you heard, like, the debut of that yeah, nice song. Ooh, freshman year. That's a nice <laughs> moment. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um Awesome. Well, that's cool. Wait, I just lost. Okay. So, and that was, so wait, does your, this is what I want to ask. Was there a big sports culture at SLU? Did you go to games a lot or was that not really part of it? Uh, Our basketball team is a pretty big deal. They actually were just in the NCAA tournament. They lost in the first round, but still go Bills. Still Uh, made it. Yeah. That's Yeah. We do not have a football team. So it's a private, it's like Catholic Jesuit university and it's right in the middle of the city. So that gotcha. really nowhere no room go no room yeah, yeah. <laughs> typically really good and so I always loved going to soccer soccer games and basketball games um and I actually danced on the dance team my freshman yeah. year for the basketball team so I did get to travel with them oh. and like go to the A10 basketball tournament and how far would that take you what was like the furthest place that you traveled as a dancer for the basketball team uh, just to Brooklyn. Yeah. In New York. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. It was cool. It was a free trip, you know, cause they pay, like we're part of the athletic department. So they send the, like a certain amount of you like out to support the team. And yeah. we had a really awesome season that year. They were like, they won like 19 straight games in the middle of the season. <laughs> and I think, like seven, 16 or Your seven. dancing had to do with that, right? If you hadn't interfered. What? Wait, what? Wait, I was just saying your dancing had it like if it wasn't for you being there cheering them on, maybe they wouldn't have won that many games. Right. Ago, you know? I, I think it was me. <laughs> yeah. But, I think um, it was really bad sophomore year and it was not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Like so bad. <laughs> it's terrible. My, yeah. yeah, I can relate to that. My high school call, uh, my high school football team was like embarrassingly terrible and like, really? Yeah, just like yeah, and I played I played soccer, so it was like you would we were like okay, but like you would kind of like because your football team kind of represents your like school sports culture, you know, and you'd show up to these other high schools and like they just know like how terrible you're, but whatever, (laughs) that's fine, (laughs) it's fine. Um, but wait, so so tell me a little bit more about your dance like background. Did you you grew up dancing? Did you travel around for dance as well, or was that just local when you were doing all that? Uh, we traveled around a little bit, not not too far. So I I started mm-hmm. dancing kind of late. I didn't start dancing till I was in seventh grade, which most girls are you know starting at three, four, you know, wow. five years old. So I took a oh. ballet class seventh grade year because my best friend wanted to. And kind of fell in love with it. And so it pretty much became my life for junior high and high school after that. And I danced on my high school team for three years. I actually didn't make my high school dance team freshman year. Became oh. captain my senior year. So I like to say I'm the Michael Jordan of dance. And <laughs> I'm a professional dancer now. Maybe so. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but... And then on like a studio team. So, you know, you have your, my high school team, we would compete in St. Louis and then at like state 
So we would have two competitions a year. And then my studio, we would maybe have like three to four competitions. And usually those were in like Kansas City, St. Louis, maybe in Des Moines, Iowa, or I mean, Missouri is bordered by I think eight states. So we had quite a few options of like wow cities within four to six hours that we would drive to for the weekend. Do you feel like, do you feel that when you're living in Missouri, that there's all of these states bordering you? Like, is that, do you, I don't know, like how to ask the question, but do you think that there's outside influence on Missouri's culture because there is just so many states bordering it or? Yeah, definitely. There's a little bit of a camaraderie when you meet people from the Midwest, especially like when they're from kind of that central region. So like if you're from Michigan or from Minnesota, like I, Wisconsin, I don't necessarily relate to you as much as they might relate to each other. But if you're like Southern Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, eh, I don't like Arkansas and that I probably should, but Arkansas is a weird, (laughs) Missourians and Arkansas, we think down on Arkansas, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> better than Arkansas, like just a little bit classier, you know. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah, yeah. I I actually like Arkansas a lot. Like I traveled there twice. It's beautiful, and I went to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I also went to um like the Walmart town where that Crystal Bridges Museum is, and I like that too. So it's like you know, like you travel around so like we, you and I both have traveled around the U S so much and you find these little gems and you're like, this is kind of nice, but yeah. I haven't, I mean, I, I've driven, I've driven through St. Louis and I've seen the arches, I think, cause I went, yeah, and I went through Kansas city, but like, I haven't spent that much time there. So I'm interested to hear how much you like it because it's like, Hmm, like maybe I should go revisit that and like, check it out some more. Yeah. But, um, both really up-and-coming cities and if you're going to live in a city in the midwest both of them are really good options like chicago yeah. for me is a little bit too big and too cold i love visiting but i don't think yeah i would live there and, yeah and like compared to i would say like nashville or indianapolis or kind of all those cities that surround missouri they're just mm-hmm. a little bit newer st louis has so much history to it and really yeah. buildings and old neighborhoods and cultures that have been established there for a little bit longer. I mean, nothing's that old in the U.S. Right. As far as like stuff that, you know, we settled and made it's a few hundred years old. But <laughs> comparatively, yeah. like there is a decent amount of history in St. Louis, which is cool. And you can feel it. Like there's like old families who have been around forever and ever and ever in these beautiful homes that are like historic and little pockets right. of that have developed their own identity, which is pretty cool. And just naturally, not because somebody was like, oh, we should make this into the hip street, you know? What are, what are those streets? Like, what are some of those, can you name some of the little neighborhoods that you like to visit or go shopping in when you're there? Like are, cause like in San Francisco growing up, it was like fun to go to hate street. And then, you know, in other cities, it's like, you know, Thayer street or whichever. Are there specific places that are like cool <laughs> yeah there's like there's a lot actually and they're all really different from each other so um like there's like the loop which is where the pageant which is kind of like a medium-sized music venue is and a bunch of restaurants there's like a vintage vinyl store and secondhand clothes nice. and kind of that like hip vibe but but not too hip because it's still like moderately expensive you know <laughs> Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a thrift shop or like an antique shop where everything you have to like dig through the drawers. Of- it's organized for you. It's a organized. Bit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So if you kind of want more of that vibe, you'll go to Cherokee Street, which ha- is a combination of like antique stores, art galleries, and also a lot of Mexican restaurants. Oh. And- yeah, yeah, but they also have this like jazz festival that happens down on Cherokee Street every winter, which is really cool. Um, nice. And then there's an area called Central West End, which is like the really cute like streets with the bookstores and a lot of restaurants and bars and um, like where there's like a four way stop. You know, there's a bunch of little shops and restaurants all around it. And as you go down the block, there's like houses, and then you get to the four- the next four way stop, and there's like coffee shops and ice cream stores and, you know, all of those kind of things. So that's a really nice area. The downtown isn't super happening. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know, places you would go, like the stadiums down there and Cardinals baseball was like a pretty big deal. And there's like places to go out right across the street in a place called Ballpark Village. But you really only what if you're going for a baseball game. That's that's pretty common, I think, across the board yeah. in different cities. Like different cities are trying to build up their downtown to keep people mm-hmm. there in the evening and like go out to restaurants and stuff, but it's still like a business district. Yeah. But what what are some of the are there any major companies that stand out in St. Louis or in Missouri in general that are kind of footing the bill for some of these like public public like, you know, museums and, and venues and stuff? Are yeah. there any Yes. Anheuser-Busch is a huge one. I mean, it it wasn't, I, I think it's not owned. It's owned by somebody else now. Yeah. I think some and European country bought it. It's in St. Louis and that's a really big deal. Uh, yeah. And I think it's the largest brewery beer producer, question mark. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And it is free to take a tour there. I think most of them are free nowadays, but yeah. So you can go nice. in, have a tour, get some free beer. Um, yeah. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, that's a all from St. Louis and there's like some random things that were invented in St. Louis. So the 1904 like world's fair was in St. Louis and that same uh-huh. summer was the 1904, like, well, obviously it's the same year, duh. but the summer Olympics <laughs> were also in St. Louis in 1904, big, big oh. for St. Louis. And it was kind of a mess because there was so much happening, but yeah, uh, things like the waffle cone, were invented Ooh. in the whole fair because the ice cream guy like ran out of cups and asked the waffle maker if he could just like serve the ice cream and his waffles or nice. iced tea. Dr. Pepper was at the 1904 world's fair. I think the hot dog was debuted. This, was, <laughs> this world's fair was like the world's fair of all world's fairs. <laughs> and it was in St. Louis and the pavilion's still there in forest park. You know, the great park we were talking nice. about. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. Um, the 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 Palace of Fine Arts down in San Francisco. That one. I don't know if I took you there, but it's like right before you get to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. That's also left over from the World's Fair. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that they like kept little things, and then you like take tours, and you're like, "This is old," <laughs> like, you know? Right? You think this is old? And they're, like, right, and then you like see the Coliseum, like the Coliseum, yep. form, and you're like, mm, "Maybe not. So mm, maybe not so old." <laughs> Um, that's very cool. Um, so yeah, that sounds really awesome. Actually, it's fun to hear about like different little nooks and crannies of different cities. Um, but okay. So what are some, what are some traditions that you think are like, are, can you think of any traditions in Missouri that stand out like mm-hmm. different ways you celebrate Christmas or just different ways people celebrate different benchmarks? Is there anything like, is there like anything weird about your prom or like, just anything like that that might stand out. Oh, I have to think about that one. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's, okay. it's kind of hard to know that something's, like, unique until somebody says, wait, you did yeah. that? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people didn't have Sadie Hawkins dances. Like, Oh, I don't even know what that is. It sounds familiar. You know the song, like, Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants? Nothing better. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> there is a song. Tell me more. Sadie <laughs> Hawkins is essentially when the girls ask the guys to the dance. So okay, that's we always had three okay, dances a year. Homecoming in the fall, which in my small football-related town was a big deal. Friday Night Lights, like the whole shebang. We had parades. We built floats. Like, you know, nice. everything. Homecoming football. And then so and were you were you cheerleading or were you or you just on the dance team? I was on the dance team. Yeah, so we would just okay. at halftime. Oh, you would. Okay, cool. Yeah, no pom poms till college, which was a big adjustment. Uh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yep, and Sadie Hawkins. So that was always kind of fun, like the girls asking, asking the guy. Mm-hmm. And I haven't nice. actually ever met anyone who had a Sadie Hawkins dance at their high school. Now that I'm thinking about it, and then <laughs> for juniors and seniors. Uh, what would be like? And would people dress? Would people dress for these events? Like, like go out and get gowns and stuff for all oh, three yeah. of those dances? Oh yeah. yeah. Homecoming nice. was like semi casual, so maybe you would wear like a long flowy dress or a short one. Up to you. Mm-hmm. Sadie yeah. has like cocktail dresses. If sixteen year olds <laughs> did have cocktails, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Mom was like long dresses pretty much Full on. Through, through sometimes people would wear the poofy ones but they had kind of gone out of style by the time 
I went to the yeah. Well, for yeah, yeah lucky for you. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Never worked with dress. And would people get limos and like the whole thing? No, I think I think maybe I knew one person who got like a limo with their friends one year, but yeah, usually either like a couple parents would like organize a dinner at somebody's house, or we would yeah all, like make a reservation at a restaurant before, and then we would all take pictures in the governor's garden. So I'm from the state capital of Missouri. So it's like the capital down the street is the governor's mansion. And then there's these like semi pretty gardens behind it, but you could never even see the garden semi because you could never even see the garden. Cause it was just always filled with the entire high school. So it's like, you're taking pictures <laughs> in a garden, but there's just people behind you. It's so funny. <laughs> and it still happens. Like I went with my little brother to take pictures of him and his date at these same gardens, like a, Oh, so there you go. There's a tradition. That's what yeah. I was looking for. <laughs> also, really nice. this is a food, but it's totally okay. ravioli. And I didn't know that this wasn't a thing in the rest of the world, I guess, besides Missouri. It's a St. Louis thing because there's a Italian neighborhood called The Hill with like a ton of Italian restaurants in St. Louis. And so they take these beef or cheese filled raviolis and essentially like bread them and fry them. And they're these like crunchy but soft mm. raviolis and you dip them in marinara sauce and they're so good and I don't know how it hasn't spread so so it's like it's like a dumpling but you call it a ravioli and you but pick it, it up with your like hands Italian ravioli so like if you ordered ravioli at a restaurant you know how they're like kind of look like puff pastries but yeah pressed on the outside and like a square mm-hmm. they look like mm-hmm. that they're square and mm-hmm. they almost look like they're breaded like I don't even know. Say you bread in like a chicken strip with like Italian spices instead of yeah. whatever they yeah. put chicken with. Yeah. Like and the breadcrumbs you put on the top of a casserole. Like yes. that. Similar yeah, to that. Got it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. kind of crunchy, but then like still doughy yeah. on the inside. And it's really good. <laughs> that I'm good. thinking about it right now. <laughs> All right. That's something I'll have to try. Um, that sounds really cool. Um, okay, cool. Um, let me think. Um, yeah. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Okay, here's a question. Do you feel like outsiders are welcome in Missouri? Because I feel like some places it's like no, like no outsiders allowed. Or to be a local, you have to be like fifth generation. Like, do you think that it's a welcoming place to, vi- to to move to or to visit or do they kind of like give you the cold shoulder when you first get there? Like, how do you feel about outsiders? I guess. I feel like overall, when I come back to Missouri, people are really friendly, like mm-hmm. it's a genuinely like welcoming place. Like people might, if you came to a smaller town in the middle of Missouri, people might be kind of like, why did you come here? <laughs> yeah. from? But then they'd Maybe be like more baffled than unwelcoming. Right. And then they'd be like excited to get to know you and probably invite you over for dinner or bring cookies to your house. So like I remember baking cookies like for my neighbors when they moved into the neighborhood and we would like walk the cookies down and say, Welcome to the neighborhood. You know, or like people would around the holidays, like I remember on Halloween people would put little ghosts on people's door and leave anonymous like gift baskets. And if you got ghosted you would have to go and do it anonymously to somebody else's house. Oh, um, that's a way nicer like, way to get ghosted. What? That's awesome. I that's know. A way nicer know. way to get ghosted. <laughs> you want to get ghosted. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. So like you get ghosted and then you have to go and ghost somebody else. And it's like yes. a chain. Yes. <sighs> that's really sweet. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So I think genuinely, I mean, neither one of my parents are from the town that I'm from and they've like built a really awesome community here. Mm-hmm. And nice. especially in the cities, there's a lot of people from elsewhere. So I think if you're moving to St. Louis or Kansas City, you'll have no problem. Right, um, right, right, right. There are gotcha. in St. Louis definitely those families, though, that are like fifth, sixth, you know, generation of people. And they have like hundreds of cousins. They're related to, I swear, all of St. Louis. I have a roommate <laughs> who seriously had 100 cousins, I think. And Wow. Like, everybody in St. Louis was our cousin. We couldn't go anywhere and be like, oh, yeah, my cousin owns this, or my cousin works here, or... Wow. So you so people are connected. So there are, yes, there are family. Connected. Yeah. It's still a, like, family-oriented mm-hmm. 
Now, would yeah. you would you see yourself as an adult and like in your future sticking around and staying in Missouri? Is it somewhere you think will always pull you back in, or do you feel like that travel bug is going to like pull you out and have you move somewhere else eventually? You know, it's a funny time for you to ask me that because that's I think the question that I struggle with most right now. Every time I'm home, I'm like, Ugh. I love my family. My family is probably borderline codependent. We are so close, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how I would like survive without my family. I mean, I am. I have three siblings. Yeah. My parents are really close, and all of us like unconditional love through and through. And so I think that pulls me back to Missouri more than yeah. necessarily an affinity for the state. But yeah, I do. I could see myself living in St. Louis. I think long term. As for Jefferson, right. my hometown, I think it'll be quite a few years before I would be able to move. Right back here, just because it's not, it's more of like a family. It's boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a great place to raise kids, but I am 24 and single and no kids on the horizon. So it's just maybe not, not the place to right now. So I think for now, the travel bug wins out. But yeah, if I really, you know, ended up back in Jeff City in 20 years. I wouldn't say that that would be a bad thing either. That's nice. That's nice to know. It's hard. It's hard for like for my for me personally. I'm back in California for the first time since mm-hmm. 2008, and I'm just so glad to be back in California. Yeah. But for me to move to my hometown is not really an option because it's just the price of living is so expensive there. Yeah. Like it's just really. It's just my parents moved there in like the mid 70s, and there's they still live there. But like to move there as like a young person, it's like impossible. Yeah. So it's just nice. But I, but I feel like an affinity to the state of California, and I'm just glad that I can just spend some time here. You know, I've been yeah. moving around so much, so it's nice to like. There is something to be said about being back in California, just because that is where I'm from. So yeah. it's nice to like. It's cool. Like, there's always something about your home state that like kind of has you know, a, a kind of a pull on you, I think. So yeah, it's who make kind of made you who, who you are through all those like yeah. years of your childhood and right. you know, yeah. there, people that you care about. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice reconnecting with old friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, are you going to, after you go get back from Thailand, are you getting right back on the road or are you going to take some time before your season. Are you going to go back to work? <laughs> Actually, yes, that's my I question. Am. I am. I am going to be home. As of right now, obviously, things are always changing. That's the nature of our job. Yeah. As of right now, I'll be home for six days. And then okay. I'll go back out for some retraining and just a one-week trip. And then I'll have okay. two weeks off. So I'll work for two weeks. I'll have two weeks off. And then nice. I'll pretty much go back, you know, full-time. full-time nice. For that. Well, I hope we cross paths at some point this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going to be. I, I will know. let you know. How does that How does that work? I don't know if that's relevant to, to this right now. No, but- it's fine. So, yeah. So, for the listeners, um, my past four seasons of Life on the Road, I've been all over the U.S. and Canada. Like, Woo-hoo! nobody knows where. <laughs> like, 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 I literally will be in Death Valley on a Tuesday and in D.C. on a Saturday. So, all over the place. But, um, so this season I'm working for a different company. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to mention what it's called, but, um, I, as I, as far as I know, I'm going to get placed in one, like on one trip and do that trip multiple times. So, um, I will most likely be in the U S but I'm thinking it's either going to be Montana as a location, Wyoming, like, um, Yellowstone, um, Utah, Arizona is a trip that would be really cool. And then the other one that I'm fingers crossed might get is Alaska. Wow. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I've narrowed it down. There are some other trips that are more city based, mm-hmm. um, San Francisco, New York, DC, Philadelphia, but I'm hoping that they stick me in more of a park setting. So, okay. um, time will, time will tell, but if I'm in like Arizona, Utah, or even Wyoming, like, Oh, actually I don't. Yeah. You guys are going to go. Yeah. Yellowstone. And the first long trip that I'm running, I, as a, if nothing changes, is going to be the north that west coast. coast loop. Yeah, yeah, cool. So we'll be That's... all up through there. Are you going to be the debut uh, trip leader for that? No, actually. So I leave 
that trip starts for me May 18th, and I think, and there's actually there's one two before departures there. before. Before? Yep. <laughs> I don't know who's debuting it, but... <laughs> Slightly happy that it's not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm happy it's not you either. That's not easy when there's nobody who's done it yet. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the biz though. Um, well, that sounds really good. Um, I'm very excited for your trip to Thailand. I think you're gonna have an amazing time, and um, I'm excited that you're coming back for another season on the road. And I'm sure we'll cross paths eventually. I hope. You yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, maybe in California. Yeah. Um, the tour, does the tour go to? It does go to Missouri this year, doesn't it? Go to St. Louis? No, they go to Louisville instead of St. Louis, and I don't know why. I seriously oh. like I saw it and I was like, you could have driven to St. Louis in the same amount of time. It it would it's like the same amount of time to go Chicago yeah. to Louisville or St. Louis, and then it goes to Nashville, I think, from there, which well, is maybe, like four hours. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> my my Kentucky interview is with a girl from Louisville, so that town yeah. sounds kind of popping too. But what I am learning is that the yeah no, what I'm learning is like the Midwest, like these little like as they say flyover states. I mean, there's a lot going on there, and um, there is. yeah, everyone should take time to go visit them. I but um, all good, man. Okay, I think we're all set. I feel pretty good. Is there anything else you want to add? to your Missouri anything you want to like final words about your home state that you want to share with the public mm, I don't think <laughs> so. I mean it's a lot more beautiful place I think than people realize and it's yeah. just filled with good people and it, that's hard right now in a time where things are really divisive and yeah but I agree. that I would say the average Joe is like really good like good-hearted people you know and so sometimes it's easy to forget that so absolutely aren't so bad after all (laughs) i don't think you have a bad reputation (laughs) really okay that's good yeah honestly i really don't i've never i mean that's the fun thing about our tour guiding gig is that now i have friends from missouri indiana ohio michigan from a girl from northern california like that's just like bizarre land like there's no like we wouldn't have crossed paths in college really you know like we went to cross paths these other places but this like lifestyle and this you know whatever you want to call it has you know introduced me to different perspectives which has been really fun it is so absolutely all right very cool i will let you go um when you get back from your trip please let me know how it went maybe we can chat about other stuff and um i'm excited to hear where you yeah yeah yeah, hopefully by the time you get back, I will know, yeah. and um, I will let you know. But um, all good stuff. Cool. cool. Well, thank you for letting me talk to you about Missouri. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for taking the time to share with me, and um, I'm going to let you go. Thanks. Bye. If you liked our show, please subscribe to the Across State Lines podcast on iTunes. If you want to check out the show on YouTube, you can find a link to our YouTube channel at the show's official Instagram. That's Instagram.com forward slash USA podcast. And our official website is acrossstatelines.podbean.com. There you can find an XML feed for our show. The opening music for the show is titled As I Figure. It's by Kevin McLeod and was downloaded from Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Thank you for listening.